Welcome to Through the Bible with Dr. Buddy Walsh. Today's Bible study is on Prisoner of the Lord. Prisoner of the Lord. I'll be in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Ephesians 4, 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. I love what Paul says here. He says, I, the prisoner of the Lord, I want to ask you a question. What are you a prisoner of? Are you a prisoner of this world or are you a prisoner of the Lord? Now, what does this mean? What do you keep your affection on? Do you keep your mind and heart on the everyday activities of this natural world? Or do you keep your mind and heart on holy thoughts and holy actions? When the law comes and locks you up in prison, you are not going to be a happy person. When you are a person under man's law, you are not going to be happy. But when you are a prisoner of the Lord, you will be happy. Why? Because you go only to the places he tells you to go, those places which are not evil, those places which God would be satisfied with. You see, when you are a prisoner of the Lord, you have to live according to how God says. God will always send you to the right places. God will teach you how to speak a certain way. According to verse 1, God wants us to walk worthy. When we walk worthy, that means we are walking the right way. With each step throughout the day, we are to behave a certain way, as in the verse 2 and 3. I want to read you Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Ephesians 4, 2. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Verse 3, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Did you know in the natural it is difficult to walk lowly and with meekness? Do you know why that is? Because we in the natural have a desire to walk up on high, to be above everyone else. We have a desire in the flesh to have the last word in an argument. We have a natural desire to come out on top in anything we say and do. God says, walk lowly and be meek. That does not mean you have to cower down before everyone and not be worthy, because God said to walk worthy. But he wants us to walk worthy in lowliness and humility. We are to be a humble people. We are to be a long-suffering and forbearing one another in love. In other words, you will be running across people in your everyday activities that are not perfect. They are no more perfect than you are. And when we forbear one another in love, we look past many of their imperfections. I do not know of one single individual uh, that is perfect. If you are, if you are, stand up because I've never seen anyone that's perfect. I do know of someone that is perfect. His name is Jesus Christ. That is who I want to be a prisoner of. I want to be a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I wish to go where he says, speak what he wants me to speak, do what he wants me to do. When we do that, we are on the right path. Why? Because I know then that my life will be walking worthy. Worthy of what? Worthy of an eternity in heaven with him. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Did you notice that it says that God is in you all? Well, at least he is supposed to be. God is is supposed to be in us all. But many have not yet let that sink in. Many folks do not retain God within themselves. I am not saying they lose their salvation. I am saying they lose their fellowship with God. How do they do that? By not being a prisoner of the Lord. By not letting the Lord guide and direct their lives. Here is, is an example of that. Let me say that someone says something that offends you. I've seen this happen in churches all over this country. Then you say, I'm not going to go back to church because this someone said something that offended me. Now, when you make that decision not to go to church because of an offense of someone else, you are saying God is not above all. This verse 6 says God is above all. But when you decide not to go to church to miss out on God's blessings, you are giving in and giving place to the devil. Like it said down in verse 27. Verse 27 says, Neither give place to the devil. If you decide not to come to church because of someone else, the devil has you where he wants you. He is trying to rob you of walking worthy for the Lord and doing a pretty good job of it, and he convinces you to stay at the house. Who are we a prisoner to, the Lord or the devil? Who do we give in to, the Lord or the devil? What do you wish to give in to? And to you who have a desire in your heart to offend people, I say this. If you do not have anything good to say about someone, keep your mouth shut. I happen to be a believer of verse 29. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says this. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Hear me well. Folks, do not come to church to listen to your corrupt mouth. If you cannot build them up, do not try to tie them down. Are you a prisoner of the devil? Or are you a prisoner of the Lord? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Look at that. We are all given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. What is that measure of grace? It is unlimited. It is sufficient to meet your needs. Second Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9. Second Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Wherefore he saith, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ here we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to a perfect man 
and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, but the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lay in wait to deceive. Do you know what verse 14 is saying to us? There comes a time when we have to grow up in the things of the Lord. We can be no more as children. We have to grow up. We have to take this God thing serious. We have to listen to him and do as he would have us to do in this everyday walk of life. We need to keep from being tossed to and fro like a storm in the seas. We need to keep peace in our families. We need to keep peace in the church. It is much better on a calm sea. Don't be taken up in everything you see and hear. The world can and will lead you astray. God and the teachings of God will give you peace. It will calm the storms of life and give you a peaceful journey. Do not be deceived by the things um, you see and hear from the world. Follow God and his word. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15. Ephesians 4 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head of Christ, even Christ. You see, we have to grow up into Jesus Christ in all things. Speak truth in love. If you see something that is out of place within the church, it is not wrong to speak, as long as it is done in truth and love. If a person has a problem with that, then they will have to take it up with God. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. Ephesians 4 16 says, From whom the whole body jointly fit together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. You see, the body of Christ, which is us, will increase when we build one another up in love when each individual uses his measure of grace to edify or build up the body. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Ephesians 4, 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Do you know what I see when I see family problems or problems within the church? I see vanity. I see vain minds when people allow the temporary things of this world to control their lives instead of the holy nature of God. Who are you a prisoner today, the devil or the Lord? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. Ephesians 4, 18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Earlier, we talked about when people offend other people. Here's a verse that covers that pretty well. I would say that 99% of the time when people offend others, their understanding has been darkened. They are not being guided by the Spirit of God. They are alienated or separated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. Buddy, are you saying they are ignorant? No, God is uh, in verse 18 because their hearts have been blinded, because they are not a prisoner of the Lord. Instead, they are a prisoner of the world and a prisoner of the devil. A person cannot claim the Lord as Christian, as a Christian and cause problems. It does not work that way. If you claim to be a Christian and you walk worthy, there will be a peace. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 19. Ephesians 4, 19. Who, being past feelings, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But we have not so learned Christ. You see, Christ is not on, is not of that. Lasciviousness is unbridled lust, having no good intentions. That is caused by greed, jealousy, which will cause you to lose your godly feelings toward others or your godly love for others. Ephesians 4.21, Ephesians 4.21 says this, If so be that ye have learned him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus Christ, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye must, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. See, you cannot put on the new man or the new woman until you become a prisoner. You have to become a prisoner of the Lord before you can become a new man or new woman. To be a new man or woman, you have to be in Christ, a prisoner of Christ. The new man or woman can attain righteousness and true holiness by being this prisoner. What are you a prisoner of today, the world or the devil? Or Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4.25 Ephesians 4.25 says this Wherefore putting away lying speak every man truth with his neighbor for we are members one of another. Oh my. Here is something many church members of the day we live have not realized. We are members of one another. What does that mean? That means we are to uplift one another, love one another, forgive one another. Forgiveness, my, what a big word. We teach it, we preach it, we agree to it, but we don't apply it in our lives. How do I know this? Because of what I see with these eyes. If we forgave one another, the church house would be full of folks. People will at many times look for an excuse to stay out of church. Oh, buddy, you can't mean that. I absolutely mean that. Many times, if people cannot blame it on someone else for staying out of the church, they will find a reason. That's human nature. Turn and run from God is the theme of the day. What are we a prisoner to, the world, the devil, or the Lord? We cannot grow in the things of the Lord if we are not in his house listening to his word. Isn't it funny how many want the blessings of God but have no desire to be a prisoner of the Lord? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26. Ephesians 4 26 says this. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole, let him that stole, Stole, steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. 
Did you know that when you stay out of God's house, you are grieving the Holy Spirit? It makes God sad when you are not in church. Oh, buddy, how do you know how God feels? Because what I just read, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are sealed until the day of redemption. God gave his all for us. What do we give him? What are we giving to God when we stay home? Are we giving him our all? Are we giving, are we a prisoner to the world, the devil, or the Lord? Ephesians 4.31, Ephesians 4.31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you.